0: Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle.
1: The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle
2: in Florida. It's
0: Tuttle's Daily Podcast.
3: MRK! MRK! MRK!
1: Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. We're inching closer and closer as the days go by to the hundredth podcast. I never thought that I was going to make it this long. I just started this podcast because I'm sitting out here in the middle of bumfuck nowhere in Oak Hill in Volusia County, Florida, helping my parents out through this pandemic. And I really have not been leaving the Hobo Fish Camp a lot. When I first started this podcast, it was something to help me Kill time and kill boredom. But I started to like it more and more every single day. And then that switch was flipped on where I became... Absolutely obsessed with this podcast. It has made me fall back in love with radio because I'm doing stuff that I have not done in decades in my radio career. I'm editing, I'm doing show prep, I'm producing, I'm co hosting, I'm hosting and hosting. I've hosted shows before, but I've not done it on a regular basis. So it's not one of the things that I'm the most comfortable with. But I've gotten better because I go back and I listen to every show that I I do, And maybe that's a little bit of my athletic side, my competitive side, my days of playing baseball and college baseball that I would go back and listen to the show because I did the same exact thing in baseball. I remember in the late 90s, my dad borrowed a camera. Yes, the same camera that I videotaped myself masturbating to because I wanted to see what I looked like while I was jacking off. Don't judge me. At least I'm admitting it, guys. I'm sure a lot of you guys have done some pretty freaky shit that you're not going to admit to. But that's the thing about my radio career. I've always wanted to be open and honest with my subscribers, supporters, listeners, whatever it may be. But yes, I've gotten back into radio and love with it. And I know that you guys have heard me mention this, that I have a few radio gigs lined up. It's getting close where I'll be able to announce where I'm going to be at. Now, it's not the biggest market, but it's a famous market. Now, the thing is, is, you know, back in the day, if you went to a small market, a lot of you guys would not be able to hear me. But now living in the day and age of the Internet and mobile cell phones and shit like that, you can listen to any radio show anywhere in the country, no matter where you are. So if I get on on a terrestrial format and I start killing it, you guys will be able to listen to me anywhere. So keep your ears open, tell people about this podcast. Tell your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your coworkers. Share it on your social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit. I don't give a damn, people. I just want you guys to help me build this show. Because unlike the past where if I worked on some side content, I could promote it on the radio show that I was on, but I don't have that now. And I'm depending on you guys. I hope you're liking what I'm doing. I look at the numbers every single morning when I wake up because I know you guys are listening and the numbers keep going up and up every single single week. I'll admit last week it was a little stagnant but that's that's okay that happens. But if you support this show and you want to see it grow and you don't feel like donating to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio, and you don't want to help me out financially, because I know a lot of people are going through some hard times right now. People are holding on to their money. A lot of people are out of work at this time. So I don't expect any money coming out. I'm doing just fine with my advertisers, my sponsors that I have, Total Wireless, Stitch You Up, and PocketPairClub.com. So I have those sponsors that are helping me out right now. But if you want to help me out and you don't want to donate money, just share it. You only have to do your own tweet. Go on my Twitter page, my Facebook, my Instagram, share or retweet any of the posts that I put up and that's how you can help me out. One last plug before I get into the meat of today's show. I got a very, very special thing that I'm doing this Friday at 8 p.m. on Zoom. It's to celebrate my 100th episode. I wanted to give you guys a chance to get online with me and just bullshit or ask me any questions. It's going to be like a AMA and ask me anything. And when you log on to this Zoom party that I'm doing Friday at 8, you'll be able to come on, hang hang out, just bullshit with me, shoot the shit, whatever it may be. I just want to hang out. I want it to be relaxed and very, very comfortable. So it's going to be this Friday at eight. Now I'm going to be posting a link. If you want to go to any of my social media, facebook.com Tuttle or at Tuttle, twitter.com Tuttle. I'll be posting the links up there. So you'll be able to do that, but you got to be able to register. I talked about this yesterday. I want my zoom broadcast to be cock free. I don't want any random dicks showing up on my Zoom feed that people are just flashing their penis because maybe that's what they're into. Some people just get off on showing people their dicks. And I don't want that on my Zoom feed because when I get done with this Zoom party that I'm doing Friday at 8 p.m., I'm going to be taking that video and I'm going to upload it to my YouTube channel and as well as pulling audio from that to use for my podcast. So if you don't want to be on video, you can you can log on to the Zoom party and check out everything that's going on, and you can choose not to put your face or turn your camera on. So you, you'll still be able to watch. Your face just won't be up there. If and, and if you can't find the link, email me, Tuttle at gmail.com, that's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com, or you can direct message me on any of my social media accounts, and I'll send you the link so you can get registered for the Zoom party this Friday at 8 to celebrate my 100th episode. Now, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know, when I first started the podcast, I told you about how I'm off all the psychotropic drugs that I was on before I went into the mental institution, as well as I've already stopped drinking. But since I got rid of all that poison out of my body, out of nowhere, and I did not even realize this. When I was on all those psychotropic drugs like the Zoloft and the Risperidol and many others that I don't want to get into, it completely killed my sex drive. And I didn't even know it. I didn't even realize it because I went most of the last time I worked on Bubba's show not interested in women, not masturbating. And I've talked about this on Bubba show. You guys know I admitted that I had not masturbated in like six months. I had not released any semen out of the head of my penis for that long. And that's just not natural. But in my mind, and that was because I was so pilled up, I didn't even realize that it completely dropped my sex drive down to nothing, smashed it right down to the surface. And I didn't even realize it until I got off the drugs the liquor, the alcohol, all the substances. And I don't want you to think I'm substance free. There's only two things I put into my body, and that's food, a small dosage of Adderall, and marijuana, THC. And I don't really think that that's that bad compared to all the fucking bullshit I used to put into my body. But since I'm off of it, and it wasn't immediately that I got back into it, but it took like a month and a half, maybe two months. But then out of nowhere, I had this urge. And I swear to God, it brought me back to the age of 13 when I was jacking it every opportunity that I had. And back in the day when I was younger, I didn't live in a big house. I didn't live in a small house either. When I when I tell you that I grew up in a trailer. I don't want you to think just one of those regular manufactured homes. The first house that my mom and dad bought, my parents were smart. They before they had me, I think my mom and dad, my mom was pregnant with me and they still lived in Altamont Springs. They moved to DeLeon Springs, Florida. You're like, well, why the fuck would you move from Orlando to DeLeon Springs, Florida? Well, my dad had it in his head and, and it was smart. One of the smartest things he ever did, he moved to DeLeon Springs, bought 20 acres of land, and the 20 acres of land he bought had the Magdaddy daddy of trailers. Now, when you think of trailers, especially in Volusia County, you think it's that single wide bullshit. No, there's levels of white trashness, and we weren't at the bottom of the food chain when it came to single wide shit. We had basically a double wide with a single wide connected to it. Not only did we have that, the trailers were not exposed to the environments. Well, kind of, sort of. But if it rained, it wasn't hitting the roof of the trailer because the previous owner had had built this big, humongous covering, and it was covered by aluminum siding. It was so goddamn sweet. And I got to tell you, when you think of living in a trailer, you're like, oh, well, if you have a pool, it's an above-ground pool. Fuck that. We were compared as being rich when it came to white trash because we had a below-ground pool. Now... Our white trashness, our hillbilly ways ended up catching up to us because when the superstorm of 1993 came through, and if you live in Florida, you know exactly what storm I'm talking about, ripped off the pool covering and knocked a bunch of trees in the pool. And we never got the goddamn thing fixed. Well, wow. Our southern roots came up to the top. And you know what we did? We picked goldfish in the pond. Well, not in pond. We put it in the cement pond, which is practically the in-ground pool. But per usual, I got to backtrack because I've gotten way off course and I've gone off-roading in this story. Back to what I was saying. Growing up in a trailer in DeLeon Springs, Florida, you had to get creative on how you masturbated. We had two bathrooms in our double-wide, and one of the bathroom's toilets did not work. Now, in the one toilet that we used in the trailer all the time, I would go in there to take care of business. Now, you can only take so many showers in a day before your parents catch on to what you're doing. So a lot of times I'd go in there and say, I got to poop, but I really wasn't pooping. I was going in there to take care of business. Now, I didn't want to use toilet paper because we didn't have the greatest septic system. That's another story for another day that I can tell you about that. And I'm going to write that down in my notes so I can get to it at a later date. So I I wouldn't use a lot of toilet paper to clean up the mess. I would just stick my bare hand in the toilet, rinse off, wash all the remnants of what usually happens when you take care of business, and then flush the toilet. And then I would wipe my hands down with a regular towel. I know it sounds gross, makes me sound like a complete goddamn heathen, but you got to do what you got to do. Now, I've really had to step up my game since I've been over here at the Hobo Fish Camp because now they're living in a smaller dwelling, which is a fifth wheel. Every opportunity that I have when my parents leave the fifth wheel, I take care of business. Now, with this whole pandemic and everything going on, they have not left the house in almost three goddamn months. So you kind of see the predicament that I'm in. This morning, my dad had a doctor's appointment. He's not feeling too well right now. He's not, he's not in any danger or anything, so don't worry, guys. But what I'm saying is he had that doctor's appointment. So I came out here early, started working on my podcast because I wanted to knock some of that out. Because as soon as that goddamn truck left the entrance of the Hobo Fish Camp, my PT Cruiser was off and I was in the fifth wheel taking care of business. Now, I'm not just talking wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. No, hell no. It's been a while, people. I had to romance myself. I broke out one of my mom's, like, scented candles, lit that by the sink. You got to pre-prepare when you're taking care of business, guys. I got some... Paper towels out, take care of business. Because the pre-wiping, you don't want to use a regular towel. Because I'm sure maybe my mom might use that towel. I don't want my mom using the towel that I wipe my dick off with. Hell no, I don't. So you got to pre-wipe with something you can throw away. Maybe have some baby wipes to clean up all the uh, substances and shit like that. And then you can use the towel after you're completely cleaned up. Oh yeah, you got to romance yourself. You don't go hardcore at it like a rabbit. Start out slow. Kind of like foreplay. You don't want to just get right into it and hammer yourself. No. Got to start out slow. Make love to yourself. And then ramp it up to just completely abusing your member. And that's what I did. I got in a good 45-minute session because I knew they had to leave this part of Volusia County and go to the complete diagonal side of Volusia County. So I knew I had plenty of time. Because the worst thing you can do when you're younger, you can run one off pretty quick. I've done it in some pretty precarious situations that could have gotten me into a lot of trouble. But at that age, you don't give a fuck. You just do what you got to do. And please, guys, don't judge me. The women that are judging me and probably listening to this podcast, they're looking at me like a goddamn scumbag. And the guys, same for you. If you're listening to this podcast with your girlfriend right now, you won't admit it around her. But that little voice in the back of your head is like, hell. But Tuttle's got you all figured out because you've done the same exact goddamn thing. Even if you're married or have a girlfriend, you're a liar if you don't take care of business on your own. I'm just saying, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a degenerate and I do a lot of other sick things that you guys won't admit. But I'm just being true to the game. And that's how I always want to be with my audience and supporters of the
0: Tuttle Daily Podcast. (laughs) Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash on the radio. Total Wireless of Palm Bay has the best cell phone plans with no contract. And better yet, you can use any carrier network. Does your service from one of the big guys not work well for you? Are you paying too much? Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. Or, if you're local, stop by and see them at 1851 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. Right now, you can get the Samsung Galaxy A10e for just $29.99 when you port your number over with plans starting at just $25. Need a family plan? No problem. We have four $100 unlimited talk, text, and data. Restrictions apply. Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at (laughs) 321-499-2565.
1: This is Jimmy G for Jimmy G's Autos. You in the market for a new fucking car? Come the fuck down. You in the market for a new fucking truck? Come the fuck down. You in the market for a new SUV? Come the fuck down. You in the market for a bus? I'll go out on the street, steal the cocksucker,
0: then I'll sell the fucking thing to you. Oh, by the way, no shitbox trade-ins. We don't play that fucking game around here. Maybe your car's broken. Take it the fuck somewhere else. We don't fucking work on cars.
1: We sell. This is Jimmy G's Auto. We're gonna put you in a fucking car today. back, guys. I know it's at the bottom of things to worry about with everything going on in our country right now. But the one thing I look forward to every single year is the beginning of college football. That is something me and my dad has watched on a weekly basis during college football season. We will sit down and watch the Florida Gators. Now, if you haven't listened to this podcast, the reason that me and my father and my immediate family all root for the Gators is because everybody on my dad's side of the family is from the Gainesville area. We used to go up there every year for the holidays, and sometimes we would catch the occasional Gators game. But my fear is with everything going on right now with the riots and the protests and all the civil unrest on top of the coronavirus, COVID-19, I just have a bad feeling that we're not going to get a college football season this year. And the only reason I say that is because I've seen the past week here in the state of Florida, and we're on a streak right now, the past seven days, the next day, we always beat the previous newly infected patients when it comes to covid 19. Now, we may have college football. It might be an empty stands, but how weird is that going to be To watch a college football game without the students getting beard up all day long before the night game, yelling and screaming until their voice bleeds, that's going to take away from the game. They might as well be playing these games on neutral sites, in my opinion, because the home team is not going to have that home field advantage like they would with a full stadium. I would like to see the games either way. I'm not going to complain, but think of the money that the colleges are going to lose on ticket sales, concessions, all the businesses around there on game day. Oh, it's going to hurt the local communities where these colleges are at. But I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, they look at the football program and they're they're talking about, well, the women's sports need to be taken care of and treated on the same level as the men's. I agree. I do agree with that. But you cannot compare any other sport to football. You just can't do it because The football program pays for so much on campus, not just sports. I'm talking academics as well. And that's going to hurt these college campuses. And what's going to happen when these college campuses aren't going to be able to open back up? I think they'll still play football. I hope they do. Because this is something me and my dad have watched every single weekend since I've been in elementary school. And I don't know how many of those years I have left. I'm not trying to be morbid or depress you guys, but it sucks to see your parents get old. I'm fortunate enough to still have my parents around but it doesn't make it suck any less. It just really sucked. And that's why I feel fortunate that this whole pandemic went down. I got let go from the BRN. Yeah, it sucked going to the mental institution, but I don't believe in karma. So don't think what I'm about to say as karma, but things happen to work out for a reason. I don't believe in karma Karma does not exist because good things happen to bad people all the time. And I know some really good people, even though I'm a scumbag sometimes, and bad things happen to them all the goddamn time. So that's why I don't believe in karma. But back to what I was saying. I don't want to lose a college football season. I really don't. Because I don't know how many of those times, those moments, I'm going to be able to have with my dad. Do you realize even though when I was in Tampa full time, most of the time the only reason I would come home was to be able to watch the Gator games with my pops on Saturday. And the weekends I wasn't able to come home, I would watch the Gator game while he was watching the Gator game. And I would basically call him probably every five minutes. Hey, did you see that play? Did you see Kyle Now, the reason I played the Gator thing, wanted to talk about college football and the Florida Gator football team was, hey, I'm getting better at hosting. So I wanted a nice, smooth segue into this next story.
3: I've been playing for about 14 years. Disc golf players like Travis Duncan are able to play advanced holes like this one by the water. Now,
1: I've heard from plenty of people that disc golf is actually kind of fun, but it has that stigma of patchouli-smelling, weed-smoking hippies, and that's all it plays. Like, in between holes... They're out there kicking the hacky sack around and shit. No, I, I'm not into that. But this one dude overshot the basket. I don't even know why I call it holes because it's not holes. You're throwing it into like a chain basket. He overshot his basket and his disc golf. His frisbee went into a lake that was near the basket.
0: We skip that hole. There's, I mean, <laughs> well, first off, we lose a disc. We don't feel like doing that.
3: But many discs end up in the water. If
2: it's anything more than
3: five feet out, Uh, I kind of let it go. It's, It's not worth it. The guys that do that are called squids squids turn in lost discs for two or three dollars a piece. So the
1: frisbees that they play disc golf with is kind of like copper to white trash people. They're just going out in the lakes and and getting these frisbees to turn back in for two bucks. I know they do it on golf courses and random people will sneak onto golf courses and try to make a few bucks. For the most part, a lot of these courses hire scuba divers to dive down and get all the balls that people shank into the water.
3: Some think that that's what 40-year-old Travis spitzer was doing out here at five o'clock this morning police say he was waist deep in these waters retrieving discs when an alligator bit him in the face god damn it in
1: the face has to be the second worst spot a gator biting you in your dick would have to hurt too but you could survive a gator bite on your dick but i don't know how this dude survived with a gator chomping on his melon Because for the most part, gators do that death roll. And I can only imagine how much of a stinger that would be if a gator bit you in the face and went directly into that death roll. Fuck me.
3: He was able to pry himself free and escape. He's at the hospital suffering from face and hand lacerations, but is expected to survive. Now,
1: I know a lot of people talk a big game, but they say if you're swimming out in the ocean and a shark is attacking you, you punch him in the nose. Now, I've never heard a story of a surfer or a swimmer or even a fisherman getting attacked by a shark and him punching the shark in the nose, helping him. I've never heard that in a story. So how the hell do you get a gator off of your face? Do you realize that gators have the strongest bite per square inch of any animal in the whole world the gator just decided to let go this reporter made it seem like he was able to pry the gator's mouth open and that's just not happening
3: police say this wasn't his first time in the lake he trespassed two years ago and as recent as january was arrested for retrieving discs from the lake
0: gators don't care about whether you like to look at them or not they have one thing in mind
3: here's some information to keep you and your loved ones safe according to the fwc alligators are most active at dusk and dawn when the weather is warm and during mating season from april to june and during nesting season june and july when females lay 32 to 46 eggs you know and that's
1: the crazy part people you hear of a lot of great mothers in the wild kingdom but you wouldn't think a cold-blooded reptile would be a great mother, but boy, you couldn't be anything further from the truth. If you get near a mama gator's babies or eggs or nests, any of that, She will fuck your world up.
3: The FWC recommends these alligator safety precautions. Keep a safe distance. Well,
1: how the fuck are you supposed to do that because gators are ambush predators? You don't even see them coming. That's the thing about alligators. They're not very quick. They can do short bursts, but... They're ambush predators, so you don't even see these fuckers coming when they attack.
3: Only swim during daylight and only in designated areas. Never feed alligators or they'll start to associate people with food. Keep your pets on a leash away from the water. And finally, if you're concerned about a gator, call FWC's Nuisance Alligator Hotline at 866-FWC-GATOR.
0: Is that a PT cruiser down by the lake? Oh, no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them. Eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery.
1: All right. Welcome back, guys. Going to wrap up the show, but I wanted to play a quick story for you guys. I know a lot of you people that subscribe and support this show aren't the biggest fans of soccer. One of my favorite players, Marcus Rashford. I support Manchester United Football Club. Boo. Yes, I know. I root for the Yankees of professional soccer. Fuck you. We've gone through a really long dry spell right now, so I'm kind of glad that happened. We can kind of shake some of the bandwagon, guys. But Marcus Rashford is doing this great thing because Marcus grew up poor. And I, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Some of the greatest soccer players in the world grew up poor as hell. Yeah, they got... Discovered, they get paid well for being in the academy. But Marcus Rashford is a homegrown talent. I don't not homegrown by he was born in Manchester, but he was part of the youth academy. Well, a lot of kids in Great Britain, you don't think about it. You you think Great Britain, with all their health care and everything and support and helping out the poor, they wouldn't have this problem. But they're just like us, and there's so many things in this story that I can relate to, and it gives me even more of a greater bond with my United Kingdom brothers.
4: Hero on the pitch, and one of Manchester United's highest-earning players. But Marcus Rashford hasn't forgotten his roots. He has raised £20 million to supply meals to families in what he calls the pandemic of food poverty. In an emotional letter, he describes how his mother, a single parent struggled to feed her five children while earning the minimum wage.
2: You know, my mom, she done the best she could. I remember we used to go to a shop called um, Pound World.
1: Okay, hold up, people. You didn't hear wrong. They have a goddamn pound world in Great Britain. Now, if you don't know what a pound is, a pound is basically the Brits. That's what they call a dollar. So our dollar is their pound. Their pound is our dollar. So basically what he's saying is they got a dollar store. Now, they got offshoots of dollar stores like uh, the Dollar General, the dollar store, the Dollar Tree, whatever it may be. But you get the point. They've got dollar stores in the United Kingdom, I wonder if it's hard to walk down aisles in the UK's pound store because white trash is in the way.
2: And everything was under a pound and, you know, we sort of schedule out the week. So we'd get seven yogurts and you can have one yogurt a day. And
1: Goddamn, Marcus. You guys did grow up poor as fuck if you're eating just a yogurt a day. And listen. You busted your ass and good for you. I'm happy for all your success. I'm sure Marcus is the type of guy that's taking care of his mom and they don't have anything to worry about. But fuck, Marcus, how did you run up and down the pitch on just a fucking yogurt today?
2: This is all going on at a time where kids should be concentrating on schoolwork. And it's just crazy to think that this, this is still going on at this. You know, we're in 2020 now and it's just something that I don't believe should be, should be happening.
4: Marcus Rashford grew up in Withenshaw on what was once thought to be the largest council estate in Europe. He went to this primary school. He's a real hero to our children. Where the number of children receiving free school meals is twice the national average.
1: Listen, at the time when I was in school, I was kind of embarrassed. I wasn't on free lunch. I was on reduced lunch, so that means I got a full meal, especially on pizza day. Oh, my God, I love the pizza, and they would stuff the tater tots underneath of it. Fuck, that was my favorite day. But I would get my lunch for a quarter because I was on reduced lunch, and I was on the healthy kids program where I got my medical and shit taken care of as well. So, yeah. I was on government assistance when I was a kid. Whether
4: in work or out of work, families here are feeling the pressure. The government has confirmed that the national voucher scheme will not run this summer, but says 63 million pounds has been allocated to local authorities to help those who are struggling.
1: Guys, I look at my numbers and I can see where people are listening to me all over the world. And the United Kingdom is my third most listened to country. It goes United States, Canada, United Kingdom. My United Kingdom fans, supporters, please email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle at gmail.com. Is this something that's always been going on in the United Kingdom? Or is this all new? Has, Has the country gone to shit since Boris took control? I'd like to hear from you. Help me understand. Because I've watched a lot of Doctor Who, and I can't believe that I've never heard of Pound World. You would think that they would throw that in there as a little gag or something like the night. I could see the ninth doctor walking into Pound World with Rose. I I could see it. It would have been great for it to be written into the story.
2: Well, basically, I'm just hoping that the government make a make a U-turn on on the decision to to stop the free free meal vouchers, and, and I'm just hoping they do it as soon as possible, really. I know they've, they've mentioned that they usually do this, um, you know, this time of year, summer holidays.
1: Why do British soccer players never sound what they look like? Now, a beautiful, beautiful man like David Beckham, who played for Manchester United Football Club, how did he look as gorgeous as he did and have that voice? Is that just God kind of like, whipping his dick out and showing you who's in control. I'm going to give you all those looks, but you got to have at least one fucked up thing about you. And that's what happened to David Beckham. But
2: because of because of COVID, the situation's been completely different for, for everyone in the world. So, you know, circumstances change. So I think they have to be, in a, be, in, be willing to, to make that decision to, to go back on themselves.
1: Also, UK fans, I'd like to hear from you. Let me know if youth academy soccer, when they put these young kids in academies, are they going to school while they're practicing? Like, does like for example, when Marcus Rashford was playing at Manchester United, when he first came in as a youngster, did they just play football all day or did they go to school as well, too? And does Manchester United teach them or does he go to a regular school? I want to know because I'm not calling Marcus Rashford dumb. But I've heard of a lot of very brilliant or genius soccer players from the U.K. I compare it to like college football. A lot of these kids that go and play college football, and I'm not trying to generalize, but a lot of them are going to make a name for themselves and get drafted and go to the NFL. They're not really worried about the education. Now, is that the same way it is in the United Kingdom that these players are, you know, they go to school, but it's mostly about football. All right, guys gonna take off don't forget if you want to join the zoom party this friday at 8 p.m it's kind of my gift and i want to do something special so you guys can get on and chat with me one-on-one it'll be like a group thing we'll make it work it's going to be good and then it'll be uploaded onto my youtube channel friday at eight on zoom follow me check out my twitter or facebook for the link, or you can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's show. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchUup.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by JCVoiceOverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypalme Tuttle on the Radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.
1: Yo Terry, fuck going on?